0: And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Thursday, January the 4th, 2024. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year. Happy Season 10. Happy Season 10. This is Episode 1, Season 10 of Dump on the Ump. This will be our year. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going?
1: Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you uh, from a just-getting-chilly New York, uh, Brooklyn, where they said we were going to get a big snowstorm this weekend. They've been talking about it for weeks now, and just today they announced that it was probably just going to be rain, which is what I've been saying from the get-go so anyway i hope no one got their hopes up for that um my hot take today you ready for this this is a hot one
0: yeah okay chris
1: sale nl cy young award winner
0: 2024 oh that's a hot take hold on there's a second part of this von
1: grissom a.l rookie of the year
0: oh is he a rookie
1: i think so Okay. He has all of his years of eligibility left, so I think that technically this is his rookie season, even though he's played some in um, the major leagues the past two years.
0: I like it. So, give me—I mean, I know what you're talking about. I don't think our loyal listeners know these are both hot takes.
1: Yeah. So, the Red Sox and the Braves made a trade. The Red Sox sent. you know, former Hall of Fame track starting pitcher Chris Sale, formerly yeah. of the Red Sox, formerly of the White Sox, uh, who's been injured since 2018 when the Red Sox won the World Series, to mm. the Braves for his last year of his deal that he signed after they won that World Series. Right. And in return, the Red Sox got... Uh, Braves prospect Von Grissom, who looks to be probably our everyday starting second baseman. Okay. Um, and I like this trade for a number of reasons. Mostly, I'm really just have had my heart broken by Chris Sale too many times, and I'm ready to move on. Right. Um, right. And you know, I, he, came out of the bullpen and closed the clinching game of the American league division series in Yankee stadium in 2018. I was there. It was like one of the greatest, probably the greatest live sports game of my life. Um, And he, so and then he did the same thing in the game six of the World Series or whatever, the deciding game. He closed the against
0: game. That would have been against the Dodgers. The but... Dodgers,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, there have been a lot of – he struck out Manny Machado on just a nasty slider to end the game, and there's been a lot of that floating around on social media since this trade. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good trade for both sides because the – Braves have no room anywhere in their on their team for this kid von Grissom and um you know they got Chris sale for basically a player they couldn't use anyway um, and the Red Sox are eating a good chunk of his salary for this last season um and then the Braves have now since then signed him to a two-year ex- extension with a team option for a third year which doesn't make a ton of sense to me but they're betting on chris sale hard it seems
0: so you were texting me earlier this week that you're happy with the moves that the boston red sox have been making Uh, and you wish that these were the kind of moves that haim bloom had made before he got fired is that accurate
1: uh yes yeah see I feel like so far, and, you know, this is just me speculating wildly. I'm not mm-hmm. one of these people who thinks I have any idea what being a GM is like. But seemingly, like, what Craig Breslaw is doing in his first off season as the Red Sox baseball guy is basically just competent high and bloom. Sure. Like uh, Heimbloom could not Heimblum would never have pulled the trigger on that trade. Correct. He he would have like wanted a little bit more, a little bit more. You know what I mean? He like wanted another prospect, and he never would have gotten it done. Um, because I just don't think that he had any gambler in him. Um.
0: Oh, that's an interesting point. I like that. Mm-hmm.
1: But you know the um. You know, what Craig Breslau has done this offseason so far has been really kind of getting a little bit younger, shedding some payroll on some of these older guys, um, kind of turning over people who are in contract years that they wouldn't necessarily want to re-sign anyway, and trading like, you know, uh, what's his name, and Chris Sale and... um, Come on, Sam.
0: I don't know who you're talking about. Who they? Uh, trade? What old guy did they trade?
1: No, he's not an old guy. He's just in his last year of arbitration, and they weren't going to sign him, re-sign him, and they traded him to the Yankees. And I'm just blanking on my name on his <laughs> name. I haven't forgotten his name.
0: Uh, sign uh, Lucas Giolito, former another I'm, member of the White Sox.
1: I? Giolito to a one year deal,
0: 15 million, from, I think.
1: No, 18. 18? And then there's a player option for a second year, and that's worth 19 and a half.
0: Oh, player option that's yeah. interesting. He'll take that. Uh,
1: so it's kind of a show me deal. Alex yeah. Verdugo is who I'm thinking of.
0: Verdugo to the Yankees. Oh, that's yeah i mean good
1: but sad uh and so these are all the sorts i mean i know that Jaime bloom's first move was to acquire alex verdugo but uh-huh. he's never really kind of panned out no um and you know I Von was, could be a, was a similar
0: he's like a fan favorite what's that was i wrong that verdugo was kind of a fan favorite in boston uh, you know, he kinda was up and down. I wouldn't say he was a fan favorite. I he had his
1: moments, you know.
0: Okay. Um thought with his puckish good looks and his red beard. Right. Maybe Bostonians would take a liking to him. Right. Um
1: Yeah. yeah. He just kind of fucked up a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs>
1: Um, so anyway, they're like, uh, anyway, these are the sorts of moves that you kind of expected high and bloom to make, but you could never really understand what the fuck high and bloom was doing. Uh, and it just really seemed like he was kind of incompetent. He just kind of like stockpiled like low level prospects. Um, so anyway, the kind of scuttlebutt on the Red Sox is that by acquiring this guy Grissom we have like a lot of these kind of like high upside upside like mid to high level minor leaguers who play mid like middle infield positions Mm -hmm. and this guy Grissom is under control for the next six years so we -hmm. have a lot of like prospect capital to trade with Um, and so but you know I think that that is the idea is that the Red Sox aren't necessarily thinking that they're going to compete for the World Series this year so maybe they're not going to spend the type of money that everyone thought they were going to win this offseason but they may be in a position to make a trade at the deadline with a team that's not in the running with yeah. these,
0: so we'll, well see. The White Sox are trying to unload Dylan Cease, and White Sox need um, second Middle base
1: infielders. In a, in a, yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's the move.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Who's at the top of your location then? If Sale is gone, Giolito. Giolito really.
1: And, um,
0: uh, who's the other guy?
1: See, Bayo, I, know, Brian,
0: I love Giolito, but one of the big mistakes that the White Sox made was assuming he is a number one starter. He's not a number one starter.
1: Well, I think that he's not a number one starter also, but I do think that he ticks a lot of boxes for the Red Sox. <laughs> um. Which is, namely, that he, good or bad, is a workhorse. Yep, um, and he we went. really, we really have been lacking in anything like that
0: for yeah. years. Now. Yeah, Not for
1: years. We a only He yeah. had Valdi, who was a real workhorse, but he
0: pitched uh, a no hitter, maybe two no hitters, at least one. Yeah, maybe two. Um, like, and, at the best, he's amazing, but. He's not, he's no Chris Sale.
1: Right. And you know,
0: they, the Red Sox also
1: hired the pitching coach away from the Giants. Oh, interesting. And he was the guy who kind of like, he has a reputation throughout the league of like being able to fix pitchers. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, Kevin or Who's that guy's name? What's that guy's yeah.
0: name? Yeah, and Carlos Rodon, I think, also.
1: Right, Carlos Rodon, uh, Logan Webb, have all kind of, like, had troubles, gone like, to San Francisco, and yeah. yeah. become, like, aces underneath this guy.
0: And then and, they sell um, him to the Yankees for high. Right. And then they suck for the Yankees.
1: Well, no, I think they all leave via free agency and get huge deals with the AL East.
0: That's stupid of the Giants. The Giants need to be selling those guys online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever, the Giants are not a stupid organization, however.
1: Right. So anyway, and then also, you know, Breslau's whole thing is that he turned around the entire pitching program for the Cubs Mm-hmm. Um, which made them into like contenders last year. So he's they're all it's a real like pitching, supposedly like pitching program focus. Although it just seems like they need to be signing a p- another pitcher or two at least this offseason. Okay. Um but we'll see. Um it just doesn't feel like they're going for it. Although a lot of the big named guys haven't signed yet. So,
0: right, and it's a weird off season. Like it's not yeah. a bad off season. It's just kind of a weird off season. You know, Otani is to the Dodgers. We talked about that. Yamamoto to the Dodgers. We talked about that. And now after Otani, there's like who's the next big, uh, big name free agent? There's not a lot of guys out there. Blake Snell won the Cy Young last year. Sure. Um, okay.
1: Jordan Montgomery. Those are the top two pitching guys left. There's another Japanese pitcher who's getting a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. Um, the Red Sox have been talking to Teoscar Hernandez.
0: Oh, Teoscar Hernandez hasn't signed yet. That's funny. I I um, can't. He has signed.
1: Uh, and then, I don't know who else, free agent-wise, there is. But, you know, I think that, like, I think that more than half of the top ten free agents are still unsigned. Sure. So, here's,
0: here's my hot take. It wasn't going to be my hot take, and it's not actually my hot take. But I think Japan winning the World Baseball Classic last year has, like, overvalued a bunch of these Japanese players. Totally. Yeah. But, um, I mean uh, Otani, too. And Otani, yeah. Yeah. Included, who I think is really good. I'm not saying Otani's a bust, but... Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying Otani
1: has also probably inflated some of these. I agree. Other oh. Japanese oh, players.
0: You're okay, yeah. Interesting.
1: Because, you know, he's probably... I mean, not probably. He's the best baseball player in the world
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: not it's not close it's like uh it's not he even talk
0: about this he is two mvp players right yeah um, Mike Trout is one mvp player, right yeah so does that mean that this kid,
1: like you know does it mean this kid yamamoto is gonna be one of the best pitchers in major league baseball maybe i doubt it um, but probably not for a couple of years anyway True. which is fine because they got them for 12 but like it's a lot of money for somebody who probably is going to get rocked a little
0: bit <laughs> yeah, exactly I mean EGO and Otani are the only Japanese players who have been able to come to MLB and Dominate. Immediate, dominate immediately right yeah. because like like uh who was the guy who played for the yankees forever matsui that's and yeah he was good but like yeah. he, he never a Couple of,
1: all-star teams and he was a good yeah. player
0: yeah
1: um and they also had that pitcher from japan what was that guy's name i don't know he pitched for them forever he was good too <laughs>
0: Right, but, but didn't wasn't like, oh, this guy's gonna dominate major league baseball. Yeah, a couple all star teams, I think. A couple good years. So, couple. Very good. Like, yeah. I mean, you really need to look It's amazing. At, you really it's... like Nippon should be like another triple A week. Maybe what right. is it better than AAA? It's probably better than Triple A. Yeah. Triple A plus. Yep.
1: It's so, not as good as the Major Leagues.
0: It's not as good as the Major Leagues. It's probably better, definitely better than all the other Asian leagues. Like, like Korean dudes don't come over and dominate. Right. Taiwan. Well,
1: Ryu won a Cy Young, right?
0: Well, true. Yeah, yeah, it can happen.
1: I think that yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Otani is in the right place, honestly.
0: I agree. I wonder. Um, yeah, good. Like, people are hating on him on X about, you know, oh, the Dodgers are the super team now. Like, that's what you want. You want super teams. Right. Like, like don't hate
1: on... I you want the best guy on the best team like exactly. you want mike trout like in shohei otani wallowing think. in obscurity yeah. exactly. and
0: you know <laughs> right mike trout needs to get the fuck out of anaheim this is something i know we've talked about this in the past one thing though i don't think we've really talked about in the podcast is how great bryce harper to the phillies has been for Bryce Harper's career. Right. Like, that's where he belongs. Is he the best player in Major League Baseball? No. Are the Phillies the best team in Major League Baseball? No. But that's where Bryce Harper belongs.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they love him, and he loves them. Right. Yeah.
1: And they all hate everyone else. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) So great about Philadelphia.
1: City of brotherly love. City of
0: brotherly love. (laughs) Uh, Hey, everybody. My name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take is that the uh, Lee Dumb World Series starts tonight. Oh, dang. How are my Toro's doing? Dominican World Series, and it is between my Lice and I looked this up. The Estrellas Orientales, the Eastern yeah. Stars, was the Tigers of Lice. Of course, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has been picked up by the Estrellas again, so he's riding with them. Um, I was I was bringing this up because. Even though I'm a Lise fan, the Gigantes del Cibao, the Giants have two former White Sox on their team. Rayoli Garcia Garcia and Hanzo Alberto. Or well what
1: about when I went and saw your boy, what's his name?
0: You mean? You mean You're Mercedes? You mean Mercedes yeah. or the Toro's. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's them. A- Fun to form, oh, yeah, one. for the Toros, yeah, yeah, that's my team. And Toros, your team? Do I need to get you a Toros,
1: a Toros jersey? I've tried to get a bunch of Toros jerseys for me and my brothers for Christmas, but they weren't going to arrive in time, so
0: oh, fuck. you should still do it.
1: I'm still going to do it, I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so and, and here's the thing that I love about Weed Dom is that. Like, halfway through the season, everybody gets to just get these ringers on their team. Like, the Estrellas get uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. on their team every day, every year, like at the end of November. Right. Um, it's a couple of other good players right now. Are you checking it out? Are you looking at it?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm yeah. not seeing my Toros anywhere. So. No, no, the
0: Toros, it, it's down to the final. The final is Lise versus Estrulles.
1: Uh Right, but I just don't think that the Toros even
0: made the playoffs. <laughs> you have to be in last place to not make the playoffs. Yeah, they were. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> they were in last place. Damn. Well, that's my team. Those are my guys.
0: That's sweet. I've got a lease in Jersey. we got to go again.
1: Yeah. At least the Tigers were in fourth place.
0: Mm -hmm. They made a late push. Oh, well. I know. I know they. You can't all be winners, but like, okay, so I'm on X right now, checking this out. Miguel Andahar is playing for the Lise. He went three for four with three RBIs in his last game. Lise the defending champions, too.
1: Right? Yeah, I know. You won't let us, any of us, fucking forget it.
0: I won't. <laughs> <clears throat> um, They just, they won, they just, they won a game six. Oh, they beat the Higates an hour ago, 62. I'm getting, I'm getting pretty good at reading Spanish on Twitter. Oh, nice. Victoria Azulio San Francisco de Macorís, Pizarro final. He de Lice 6. Higates de Cibao two. Donde esta los That must be what they call their fans, licestas. Anyway, we need to go back down there. I know you didn't have a good time. Well, you had a good time, but you kind of were stuck on uh, a weird, um, like, like, like. Yeah. Not cruise ship. It's like. you Essentially
1: are, a cruise ship.
0: You're Like a, a cruise ship on the land, right? A
1: landlocked cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. We'll have to try that again. Because. <laughs> uh, it's lots of fun, um, yeah. That was that that was my hot take. So, go go, say, Beat uh, the Eastern Stars. We'll see how it goes. Um, you only talked Okay, so Sam, I apologize. It's the first uh, episode of the year, which means we have to do a college football recap.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: I know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have
1: some hot takes. So you just do your thing and I'll pepper it in. Okay, you
0: got some hot takes. Okay, so January 1st, I wake up and I watch the Fiesta Bowl, my Oregon Ducks versus the Liberty Flames. Now, if you listened to this uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, I had called for Oregon to actually boycott this game because it's fucking bullshit, because right. Liberty is basically a, a scam school set up by notorious bigot Jerry Falwell. Uh, however, they went thirteen and zero this year in one Conference USA.
1: Thirteen so, and one. What? Thirteen and one.
0: Now they're thirteen and one. Yeah, they yeah. were thirteen and zero. Fucking spanked. They crushed my organ, which is good, right? Like that's the only good outcome that an Oregon fan could have out of this football game. A loss would have been devastating, and a close win would have been entirely unsatisfactory. Right. It had to be a wipeout. Right. Forty-three to six, and the funny thing was. That Liberty came out. Liberty got the ball first and came down and drove down the field and scored a touchdown. Whoa. And it was a little like, oh shit, what's going on? And after that first drive, I think Oregon was like, okay, we're not fucking around anymore. Liberty didn't get close to scoring the rest of the game. Yeah. Like it was, it was dominant.
1: You ever see this movie, The Great White Hype?
0: Yes, I love that movie. With David Wayne. Right. It
1: was like and <clears throat> Yeah, that's what it sounds
0: like. Who trying to embarrass me on national TV? <laughs> <laughs> now that is who is the Great White Hype? Is it Woody Harrelson? Who plays the white guy in that? No, movie? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't remember,
1: but Damon Wayans is the Damon Wayans is
0: like champ, yeah. right? And he comes out with a big beer belly
1: because he doesn't train because it's and, all a, it's a stunt.
0: Yeah, and then he he wins easily.
1: Yep, yeah. that's a great movie. And Samuel L. Jackson plays um, uh, what's his name?
0: Jeff Goldblum's in that too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think it's Woody Hilton. I think no, that, it's
1: uh, Peter Berg.
0: No, oh, I don't know who that is. I think, yeah. Um, anyway, so the Oregon Ducks won the Fiesta Bowl 43 to 6. The great thing about that was that they allowed their quarterback, uh, Bo Nix, who's ah. a six year quarterback to set all sorts of records against Liberty because it it was basically a, a blowout the entire game. So Bo Nix is now the Oregon... He broke Marcus Mariota's records for most passing yards in the season and most touchdown passes in the season. And he broke the college football record for a completion percentage in a season. Yeah, Yeah. because it was basically like a blowout the entire game. So so he was just throwing little um, screen passes the entire game just because they were like, he needs to go. He ended up going 30 for 35, I think, in this game on passes. And they took him out after the third quarter.
1: Damn. Yeah. And he's uh he's an old guy,
0: right? He's an old guy. Like he, he, he played he played for Auburn for three and a half years and then transferred to Oregon. He's a grad student. He'll he'll get drafted. But like oh, he's, it, he's a grad student? He's like twenty five. Uh-huh. Or something like that. He he's a six year he's he's been in college football for six years. Wait, um, right, but don't you have to be an undergrad to play college football or no? No, you could be a grad student. He oh, may not yeah. be a grad student, but you could be a grad student. Lots of lots of guys get their one year um masters in, in business administration just to get to play another year. Right because
1: i was i recently found out i know you want to talk about the rose bowl so we will but
0: okay yeah i, would I just found know.
1: out that the washington quarterback is a six-year senior is what they right, call that's the sugar bowl oh that's the sugar bowl
0: that was the sugar bowl i um,
1: six-year senior is what they called him and that just seems like i think that college football is fucked up in general but like just keeping kids around to play football doesn't seem like it should be
0: allowed. Yeah, with from many Michael different Michael Phoenix Jr. the uh-huh. NIX, which I think is the most unfortunate name.
1: Yeah, good thing he's a good football player; otherwise, he would live inside a locker.
0: Yeah. Uh, I actually looked this up because I knew he had started at Indiana. He played his first three seasons at Indiana. Right. And his first two seasons, he tore his ACL. And he actually had zero starts, I think, his first season and, like, two starts his second season. How many many classes did he take? It doesn't matter. Uh, it's basically he got an so he got an extra year because he kept tearing his ACL on the football field. He's really good too. I I think he should be the top cornerback drafted out of this class if he doesn't tear his ACL again because he's already torn it twice. Anyway, long story short, that's why he got a sixth year.
1: Right, but it has nothing to do with college.
0: Yeah, it has nothing that's, to do with college.
1: That's the problem that I have with the scenarios, that it has nothing to do with school. It's like, oh, this guy, this guy gets to hang around, he's like 30 years old, just gets to hang around UW campus. <laughs> Not that he ever took classes. But, Matthew
0: McConaughey, what do you yeah, think?
1: Exactly. <laughs> All right, all right, all
0: right.
1: <laughs> curving <clears throat> around. <laughs>
0: That's all he does. Yep. Who was also
1: at the Sugar Bowl? Matthew McConaughey was? Matthew McConaughey, because he's
0: a big Texas fan. Coincidence? No, neither at yeah. all. <laughs> uh, but man same. Did you watch either of these games? They were no, both, no, I didn't. They were both really good football games. In the afternoon game, in the Rose Bowl, Michigan beat Alabama 27 to 20 in overtime. Mm-hmm. And then in the evening game, the Sugar Bowl. Washington beat Texas 37 to 31. Both of the games came down to the last play.
1: And who are you rooting for?
0: Uh, in Washington. Both of the teams I was rooting for won, which never happens. Right. Uh, really excited. And I'll be rooting for Washington in the championship, but, um, you know, I don't hate Michigan. Um
1: I hate Michigan and I'll tell you why. This is pretty interesting actually. Okay, yeah, tell me why. When I was a child, mm-hmm. like very young, this is like well maybe one. How can you know, I, Brady, I remember?
0: Tom Brady went to Michigan. Right,
1: yeah. yeah. Um he won the Rose Bowl, actually.
0: No, he didn't. Yeah, I think so. Tom Brady got the
1: I think you did. Google it. Anyway, I'll tell my story. Um, When I was a kid, at some point, uh, Michigan was dominant in NCAA March Madness
0: basketball. Cool.
1: Which I always watched as a kid. And I was like, you know, I think it was, I don't know why, but when I was a kid, I was like, really rooting for the underdog all the time and so whoever like there were a couple years in a row where michigan was like favored to win and like the the march madness tournament you know mm-hmm. and i just was rooting against them so hard during those years
0: yeah you a big duke
1: fan i imagine No, Duke was the same. I also don't like Duke, same reason. Right, okay. Because they are like the powerhouse team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, you just didn't like the Fab Four.
1: The Fab Four, exactly. Wait, the Beatles?
0: No, they they were... uh, What were the Fab Four? It was uh, Chris Webber. Right. And Rose. And two other guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Chris Chris Webber was the big one. They he was supposed to be the greatest player of all time. He was pretty good. All right, but so you root against Michigan in football because you didn't like the early 90s basketball team?
1: Yeah, I just think it was like in a, a very impressionable age for me, and I just ever since then have been anti-Wolver. I've been like horns down on the Wolverines ever okay. since. Right, yeah. Yeah, I Also Texas, since I learned about horns down, which is my favorite thing in college sports. <laughs> horns down is. yeah currently my favorite thing in college sports.
0: I forget how dominant USC was. Uh, Under Carroll. Under Carroll. They won the Rose Bowl. They went to the Rose Bowl four times, no, five times in six years and won it four out of those six years. From 2004 to 2009. And then the 2010 Rose Bowl, Ohio State 26, Oregon 17, I watched at your house. Remember that? I got real drunk. Do
1: I remember that?
0: Yeah, I feel like I watched that game. You did. The house you live in now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You were like, Joel, relax. And I kept yelling at you television. Orange Bowl. No, it was a Rose Bowl.
1: No, no. Tom Brady won the Orange Bowl.
0: Oh, really? Tom Brady won the- Not
1: the Rose Bowl. They beat Alabama. Interesting. What year? 2000.
0: Oh, that's because that year. No, that's not right. Wisconsin beat Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Hmm. Weird. Okay. Anyway, both of the playoff games were really good. I'm going to root for Washington in the championship. I think Michigan. Got to root for the old guy. Yeah. Michael Penix. Penix. Whatever. uh mikey p mikey p. said for penis <laughs> I, I had to fight people in seventh grade right yeah yeah uh i think washington's really good it's going to come down to washington's offense versus michigan's defense and that's the thing about michigan i've, I've watched them before But I was impressed. Like Alabama was really good. I thought Alabama was going to win that game, and Michigan's defense fucking dominated against a very, very good Alabama team. So good. Yeah. So Michigan
1: wants to see Alabama in the freaking. Nobody wants
0: Alabama in the championship. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was amazing. Um, so yeah, college football. About to end.
1: Thank God.
0: Thank God. I could do a whole thing about the end of the Pac twelve. Uh, of course Washington versus Michigan would have been the Rose Bowl anyway. Don't know why we need to do this whole goddamn playoff when it's just the Pac twelve versus the Big Ten. But that's the last time I get to say that
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yep well you got the matchup you wanted so
0: yeah it'll be good it'll be good it'll be a good game uh one thing I hate about the college football final championship though is that they they occupy um It'll be next Monday night, right? Uh Uh-huh. So it it takes the Monday night football slot. Right. But I hate it because it's a work night. It's like 8 p.m. on a work night. Right. And the thing I like about college football is that it's on a Saturday or it's on New Year's Day. You don't have to work the next day right like the 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 final championship game is always on you have to wake up at five a m and go to work tomorrow, so you can't actually enjoy it only you you have to wake up at five am yeah, right I have to wake up at five am tomorrow. I mean, most people have to wake up at what time? 7 a.m.? What time do normal people wake up to go to work? What time do you have to wake up if, you, if you've got 9 to 5? Neither of us have 9 to 5. <coughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. Uh, 7. I never have
0: known.
1: 7? 7.30?
0: Yeah, if you, yeah, 7.30, maybe. 7 or 7.30. Depends on get, how long your commute is, I guess. Cool. If you guys get on the... What, what bus number do you take? Oh, you can't take the bus. I take the train. I take the AC
1: generally. Or the B-65
0: sometimes. B-65. That's what I was looking for.
1: Or the B-44. I don't know. There's a lot of them.
0: The AC train is blue, right? Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. A big train derailment in New York City today. Do you know why? One train crashed into another train. Two oh, trains. Damn. Anyway, it was uptown, so it really, it fucked everything up, but at least I wasn't trying to go uptown because I would not have been able to. I would have had to take a bus.
0: <laughs> um, NFL. Football.
1: Okay. I have no idea what's going on. Oh. Actually. What? Yeah, no, no idea. You said. I feel like I know more about what's going on in college football than NFL
0: football right now. Okay. Well, we can still talk about college football.
1: But um,
0: the the NFL is coming down to the wire. Um, Patriots, bad. Bears. Also bad. However, I'm really interested in some of these other teams. Uh, Dolphins are in. The Dolphins? Baltimore in. Miami in. Kansas City in. Cleveland in. And then Jacksonville, Buffalo, and Indianapolis. With Houston and Pittsburgh just outside looking in. In the NFC, San Francisco in, Dallas in, Detroit in, Philadelphia in, the L.A. Rams in, Seattle and New Orleans just outside looking looking in. I lost
1: my fantasy football
0: final. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would You're very good bus. at fantasy football for being someone who doesn't really listen to the NFL.
1: Yeah. Fantasy sports are fantasy football anyway is pretty simple. Fantasy baseball is less simple.
0: Why is fantasy football so simple? Well,
1: because it's basically it's kind of how you draft is the big um you know, I got the first pick in the draft and I drafted Christian McCaffrey and then basically I made it to the final. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, it's all about how you draft in in fantasy football. Um, and I got lucky because I also drafted Brock Purdy really late and he was like the best quarterback in the NFC this year, so...
0: Yeah, Bradford he should not be. Yeah,
1: um, but he was kind of you know it, it worked out well for me. I made a couple good. I made a couple good choices in my draft, and then I like uh, I picked up a tight end that was really good, um, and another and like a, another running back who you know, was the second string running back, and then the main guy got hurt and had a pretty decent year, so. But it's all just about kind of paying attention to injuries, really.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mookie Betts and Will Ferrell at the L.A. Kings game tonight. And Will Ferrell? And Will, yeah.
1: Together? Together. Or, like, they just were both at the game?
0: No, they're sitting next to each other. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd really like to go see a sport, sporting event with Will Ferrell.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, let's do a little bit of top of the clock. Okay. Uh, I was texting you. I should look these up before you start this segment. So like I was at Marin and Lewis's house for Christmas, uh-huh. and and Marion was the head chef, okay. and I wasn't a sous chef as much as she just needed me to read the recipes to her. She was mm-hmm. like, "All I need you to fucking do is read the recipes to me, and tell me, and be like a timekeeper, essentially." Right? How like, did she do? Really good. Garlic yeah. goes like she needed me to be like. Okay, garlic goes in now. Okay, Steal the beef. Okay, done. Take the beef out. So like, oh. so
1: you were the head chef. is what it sounds like. That's what my job is. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you do this now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just standing there in like a real crisp white coat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta so drop a sweat on my brow. <laughs>
0: right that was all i was doing was like okay the beef comes out now okay five minutes on you know sauteing the onions here we go okay take the onions out now (laughs) i'm training i'm training a new cook at work right
1: now which is like my favorite thing because when you train people they're always like so scared you know what i mean and then they like fuck up and burn themselves you know it's real funny um <laughs> but it is it is that's all I do is I just stand there like right next to them and then I'd be and I'm like it's like what's going on over here? Just you. Like you gotta flip you that and yeah. words piece of shit. Well we don't speak the same language, so oh. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh sign language involved.
0: You, you really need <laughs> to know Spanish, you really need to. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I bet you Spanish is actually getting pretty good.
1: I don't like a lot of words. I just have a hard time with the putting them into sentences. Oh uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's something we can like like I've I think I've told this story on the podcast before where I was able to like get to a hotel before the guy figured out that I didn't actually know Spanish at all. No, oh, nice. Like yeah. Like, you just learn a couple of phrases and basic grammar, and then you, like, fake it. Because most language is actually faking it, which is what I love about it. Yeah, well, I have a hard, uh, you know, I'm a a disability
1: kid, which makes it really difficult for me to learn foreign languages.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that would be a difficult. Like, that's so. But it's it's not even speak uh, written or read, right? It's spoken.
1: I have a hard time uh, with grammar specifically.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Which makes it very difficult to, because with the like, that's the faking it. Is you learn a couple rules and you can kind of like. And like the rules just don't stick for me. That's the problem.
0: Right. Totally. Yeah. You learn a couple of rules and then you kind of fake it till you make it. Right. And you're a white boy and you've got a little bit of cash and you're like, don't date it, they burn you. Right. And they're like, all right, you're good. Hmm. Interesting. Um what we made though, we made this um seafood stew that That's I think cool. it picks of. hmm You made a lot of stews. So Christmas Eve with a soup theme. Okay. Right? And um I think it came out pretty well. So we had the uh a meatball soup. hmm And and Marion and I Discussed this up until the last second about should this be like just meat spaghetti and meatballs, and no, it should be meatball soup. Right.
1: Well, so was it like an Italian wedding soup or?
0: It was not an Italian wedding soup. Nobody nope. mm-hmm. did nothing like that. Um, it was. It was like it was tart. It was orange. Very tomato y. Mm -hmm. It's like tomato soup, but not cream based Mm -hmm. with meatballs in it. Gotcha. It tasted really good. Sounds good. Yeah. But I think we took a risk on that one because it was too watery. Like we could have put, we could have made like a penne pasta and put it on that. Mm hmm but then it, the sauce would have been the sauce was soup it right. was like mayonnaise sauce soup and soup yeah soup is soup <clears throat> that's true and then we made this um shellfish soup That was really good. That was my favorite. Other people like the tomato, the meatball soup better. I I was a huge fan of the shellfish soup. Mm -hmm. Clams and dairy-based and just like cream of clam. Cream of clam, is that a thing? Clam chowder? It wasn't clam chowder, but... Mm -hmm. No bacon. No, no bacon. Ooh, should have had bacon. That <laughs> You're
1: just starting to to talk about chowder.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Basically. But, like, the shells were in it. Like, we didn't take the clams out of the shells. Right. So it was more like a dig-your-own-adventure kind of soup. Right, right. Mm. Very citrusy. It was good. It was good. All right. So, um, it's the off-season. We got to do a college football championship next week. Oh, <laughs> NFL playoffs coming uh-huh. up, and then any offseason, season. Um, you know what's what's the term? Uh, hot not hot take. Hot stove. Hot stove. Thank you. Yeah. Hot stove takes. That's all we have to do, but we can't. Uh, we got like three months to occupy our time. Yeah, we're gonna have to do some crock potting. We'll have to do some crock pot and mm-hmm. some long form shit. But yeah. it's 2024, it's the new year, season 10. This will be our year. Yeah, season 10. We're a decade in. Decade in. The first season we did this, the Kansas City Royals beat the New York Mets in the World Series. Dang. Wait, isn't that crazy? Crazy uh-huh. to
1: think. Yeah, some of those guys are still in the league, though. It's not that crazy.
0: Who? Uh-oh. Salvador
1: Perez is still playing. He's still going strong. Eric Cosmer might have retired this year. But he was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was on that Royals team, wasn't he? Eric Cosmer. Oh, no. no. What's
1: that guy's name? He was like the star for the Mets, and then it turned out he was a huge homophobe. Um. Now, oh, Daniel Murphy.
0: Daniel Murphy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Doesn't, like, right. doesn't does not like the gays. That guy.
0: <laughs> I showed you that text from Aubrey Huff. We Oh got, yeah. Aubrey. Huff. Stop DMing women and then talk shit about them. Yeah, that guy's a real fucking charmer. <laughs> God. Bobby Huff keeps talking shit about women that he comes on to in their DMs and they say no. So he talks shit about them and they're like, you just hit on me in my DMs.
1: That was pretty funny. I don't know who that lady is. Probably I don't know monster. who that lady is either. Probably a monster, but
0: no, why is it a normal fucking lady?
1: No, she's a far right influencer. Oh, like, is she? Yeah. So I assume. <laughs> so I assume she's a monster. But it was <laughs> like, pretty funny.
0: Like, like smiling out to be like, "Why? Are you not... <laughs>
1: right? It's like, oh, you're married." sliding into my
0: DMs on Christmas
1: morning. Oh.
0: <laughs> God
1: damn it, Aubrey! Yeah. And she's twenty-three years old too. That's the other
0: thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's like fifty.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing. Ugh. People are terrible.
1: Got Yeah, well, no, mostly just Aubrey.
0: <laughs> mostly uh- <laughs> That
1: dude's the fucking worst.
0: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Yump, Season 10, Episode 1. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on all your social media applications, uh, including x at umpdump2005 and TikTok, Instagram, all your other shit. Uh, We will be here regularly. We're going to do it. This is going to be it. You of the Dump. Year of the dump Chinese
1: zodiac sign, rarely used.
0: Think it's year of you, the
1: dragon.
0: I Think. I'm not sure. We should know about that. I'm you. I'm you. The rat. Do you know what year you were? Pig. Pig. Obviously. Both of those seem weirdly appropriate. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Alright, for Sam, my name is Joel, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.